There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. This is Paul Hawksby. And Andy Jacobs. And welcome once again to the H&J Daily, some of the best bits of this afternoon's show. Well, of course, with our two teams playing each other last night and a bit of controversy, we mm. talked about that. Yes, but as it's only half-time, we didn't poke each other with sticks. No, that'd be a bit daft, wouldn't it, at half-time? Yeah. Well, that was it. Imagine doing that, getting in someone's face and ah, <laughs> half-time. You'd yeah. be a complete idiot, wouldn't you? <laughs> Football karma. Karma would get you. Definitely, definitely not going to allow So that. we did that, and we crossed to the States, where they're about to hold the World Bricklaying Championships. It's competitive, we'd say it's sport. A tremendous sport. Yeah, so we yeah. Uh, spoke to people. Big money involved, if you win. Yeah. So anyway, well, you'll find out a bit more about that as well. So here it all is. <laughs> It was a good game last night. It was. And it was, it's still alive. It it's was going a, to be a very good second leg, I think. I was exhausted. I felt, yeah. I, you know, I talk about, I felt leggy as much as the Tottenham players did because, you know, for, for a, a good 40-odd minutes, we were given the run around. That's the best I've seen Chelsea play against Spurs in ages. I thought it was the best we've played for weeks and weeks and weeks. Yeah. Some of the match reports last night were mad. Did they write them before they went to the game? I mean, honestly, not just one or two journalists, all sort of saying, oh, you know, Spurs were in control. Spurs were... We hit the woodwork twice. Christensen, what a miss yeah. that was, and just dominated the game. I thought, you know, we restricted a very, very good Spurs side, who admittedly yeah. defended beautifully and, and tightly and compactly. But I thought Chelsea were clearly the better side on the night. And, they were. Uh, Our ball players did struggle know. to get on the ball and, and do what they like to do. I mean, they worked hard. Mm. Dele Alli worked hard and some worked hard, but they just couldn't do what they like to do on the ball. You know, Chelsea were, were very good last night. I thought but, they were determined and got stuck in. Obviously, the it stung the defeat and where they were absolutely It terrible. doesn't play into the Spursy narrative, of course, that a team that were under the mm. cosh for about 70 minutes still managed to win 1-0. No, look, this is still a, you know, this is a very good Spurs team, you know, excellent team in the fifth year of the manager's project. Yeah. You know, he... I, you can see what Sarri is trying to do last night. You can when it plays like that, and there were times earlier in the season when everyone's moving. It's lovely to watch. It's mm. great football, like Napoli played. But we're like a golfer that's brilliant from tee to green. Yeah, you know yeah, those yeah. golfers you've heard about. Yeah, of course. And they can't putt to save their life. Well, that's what Chelsea are. They're absolutely toothless. They've got no cutting edge. I did uh, wonder why Giroud didn't come on earlier, but he said he wasn't fit. He's still not I fit. I don't think no? he was fit. I think he did that as a favour, really. I think he only had about mm. 10 minutes in him. And uh, Morata, I don't know whether that was injury or whether they're protecting him. But, you know, when they talk about Chelsea, honestly, this is a madly run club. When they talk about, oh, we've got to buy somebody to replace Fabregas. We've got so many midfielders. We've got people like Mason. We're about to buy two more. Yeah. Yeah. Don't buy, don't buy two more when you've got players like Mason Mount who are coming through, as well as the players you've already got there. 
you know, why not make it your priority? I know it's a mad idea, isn't it? Somebody can put the ball in the net. Yeah, it does seem very odd. Well, they're talking about Iguain. We'll come back to that a little bit later. You know, on you've got Harry Kane and we haven't. That's basically was the difference, you know. And yeah. uh, I thought Hazard was terrific last night, but he just couldn't find the the end product. The uh, the, the VAR uh, is it does need an awful lot of work. When you're in the stadium, if anybody's encountered it in a mm. stadium, and I didn't, we, we did encounter it in the World Cup, but obviously I'm not as close to it. But when it's your team, when you're waiting on a big call. Mm. From your I mean, team. I had time to text you and tell you what was going on. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's ridiculous. It, was, it was 90 seconds and all you get is a kind of green caption up on the mm. screen saying uh, VAR uh, in progress. So you don't, you haven't got a clue. You've got a Michael mm. Oliver standing there like an old folk singer with his finger in his ear. <laughs> and the thing, I don't get the Did idea. He sing all around my hat. As, as, <laughs> and there she was, my lady. Even if you did that, <laughs> over the PA. <laughs> I met my love in Bristol. <laughs> with a finger. That'd be good, yeah. If he did a couple of old sea shanties while he's standing there. Or he just like play the that. tension music we use on talk sport for competition. That's a good idea, yeah. Because that's... in other sports, they embrace the tension. Like well, rugby league, you have a bit of a beating heart, or you'll have some music, or they, they embr- well, actually, in the rugby league, they show to, you The way to on. do it, and you, you get this at the rugby, and you get it at the cricket, and people have said, oh, they sh- it should be on the screen in the... So they can't be on the screen in the stadium because the fans would start going mad. they try and influence the referee. What you can have, though, is what they have in the cricket. They can't influence the referee. The, the referee, in this case, is in Stockley Park. Yeah, but they can hear he? all the noise going on, and they can hear that it would create a bad atmosphere. And this way, if they hear the deliberations, if you hear um, John Moss at Stockley Park saying, "Well, yeah, that looks a bit, that definitely looks offside to me." And what do you think, Jim? Jim, whoever's sitting here, is like, "Yeah, well, who's yeah, Jim?" I don't know. I've just made it up. You know, I'm, I'm acting. Here. Give me a bit of a you, you acting? <laughs> I'm playing both parts. I'm you, playing the part of John Moss. This evening's performance, the part of Jim, Jim and John Moss, will be played by Andy Jacobs. Fantastic. And you know, and they're sort of talking about it because you hear it when you go to the cricket I, I was amazed yeah. I didn't realize it. it's wonderful you hear them over the PA discussing it yeah. so you know exactly what's going on and I think we could do that in football it, uh, football is very reluctant to sort of do what other sports do because they think they're better than everybody but else. it's whether but, our referees whether our referees want that they may not want that I mean we don't know a bit like uh, Kate Moss we don't really know what our referees sound like suddenly I mean, we've met John Moss. We're lucky, but there may be... A, Roger East, for example. I've never heard Roger East he speak. He might speak like that. Yeah, he might come on and, uh, and John Moss says, uh, Roger, what do you think of that one? Because Jim's gone home. Yes, unfortunately. What yeah. do you think of that one? And Roger goes, oh, I don't know. You know, it, it's, um, you know what I mean? It, and they might think, oh, it blows, blows a little bit of gravity. I'm not saying he does speak like He could sound like Barry White. But, he really could. I think that was definitely our side. But there shouldn't be a situation where um, uh, a referee... Sorry, the, the crowd uh, the, actually in the stadium are just... But sitting there. I've had, I've had a lot of fans and a lot of very knowledgeable fans as well, including people like Rick Glanville, the Chelsea mm. Club historian, say to me, you know, you can't review offside. But that's not what happened. I've tried to explain to him that they weren't reviewing the offside. They were only reviewing it because he was going to give the penalty. So yeah. basically they were reviewing the penalty and the penalty couldn't be a penalty if he'd been offside. So, you know, that's why it happened. So that's what they did. Yes, yeah, so if you look at the protocols, they're not allowed to just review mm. an offside that doesn't lead to a goal. But they, but that's not what they were doing. They were reviewing the penalty. It was a penalty. With VAR, there's going to be an awful lot of adjustment for players who need to play mm. to the whistle and not react just to a and flag. Li- and linesmen and yeah. assistants. Well, the flag, the flag went up because the, the referee still has to put his... Uh, sorry, the assistant referee still has to put a flag up. They still have to go through. Well, that I don't process. think he should. You see, I think I think in that case he should have waited until the cane was fouled or scored, and then put the flag up. And then you, you you could have gone back. I think by putting the flag up, 
what it does, it makes the other players stop. Mm. And that's unfair. And you don't know... I, I actually agree with him on telly. I don't think Kepa did see or notice. But he might have seen yeah. Aspilicueta stop. He might have thought, I'm going to be a bit reckless here because it doesn't matter. You know, so... It's it's one of those things, but we've got to get it. We've got to experiment. The people who are calling for it to be thrown out just because you know one thing went wrong or a couple of things, it's that's ridiculous. You know, you've got to give it one way or another. You've got to give it a good trial. Mm. And if in after two years, you know, we're still not getting it right and still causing more problems than it solves, well, then have another look at it. But at the moment, you know, the way it's being PR'd as well at times. I mean, for example, uh, over in Stockley Park, where the VAR officials are, they're mm. watching multiple angles on whether Harry Kane is offside or not. So they're looking at it. They're not just looking at the one angle that they they release to the public. Mm. So they do see it from different angles, and they make a call from that. They don't make it on that. Yeah, so they didn't have Sari's one. They didn't have the technical mm. camera that Chelsea had, because that does look like he's offside, doesn't it? Well, it does, you know, um, which is a bit, you know, it, <laughs> if the VAR is not going to solve a, an offside decision, that is a problem. Mm. So they do need to sort that out. But then they just need to sort it out. That's all there is. But we did say, you know, if... If if this game had been an FA Cup game without VAR, then it would have been a different result. You know, you, you, it's a tricky one, really. But eventually, it's it's coming, and eventually, yeah. hopefully, they'll get it right. But I did think oh, players. I say players will have time to prepare for it <coughs> when they know it's permanently going to be in place. At the moment, you've got this halfway house where most of the games they play in the Premier League, they don't have to worry about playing to the whistle. As I said, they don't have to mm. worry about linesman's flag going up and them all stopping. But for odd games, they do. This is why it's strange at the moment. I think they'll all be prepared for it. They'll get lots of talks from uh, mm. the PGMO, won't they? They'll be going in and talking oh, to yeah. the players, telling them what they need to do. So once it's in the Premier League... Apparently, Howard Webb's done a great job in America, yeah. and, and it works a lot better there. And Howard went, according to Keith Hackett, he went to all the clubs, he went to the players, he went to the officials. Yeah. And, he, and he's basically laid out the protocol, and he's a good man. So it's rather a pity that he's not doing that here. Yeah. If I was the Premier League, I'd be tempted to bring him back. They, but, need, they do need to be doing it. They, do, they need to manage the whole process. But uh, going back to the there. actual match, and yeah. people saying that you know Spurs were in control, Danny Rose was very funny. When he, do you see when Harry Kane gave him the... Man of the Match award, he went, that's daylight robbery. Yeah. <laughs> they knew, Spurs knew they'd really been in a game and they're course, a terrific yeah, side. Yeah. And, you know, it, it, it was. You know, so anyway, anyway, only half time. The Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from Talk Sport. Later in the show, the Brick Lane World Cup's taking place in the st- States and we'll be chatting to the organisers. And we wondered about some of the sporting names that could pop along there as a, as a bit of a, yeah, you know. Mm. Just a personal well, appearance. You need that, don't you? Any big event. We've had some. Uh, obviously, we're going to get a lot of Rickies. Bricky Veer is the latest, says uh, Alex Baker. <laughs> okay. um, Jordan Renderson says uh, <laughs> says Scott Barwick. Not oh, this bad. is a nice one from Gavin, who says uh, Phil and Gary Level. Oh yeah, there, yeah, yeah, that's very good. Uh, Ronnie Woolworth. In spirit, they'll be there. Yeah, Ronnie. Oh, beautiful. <laughs> Thank you. Ronnie Woolworth, uh, Paul Butler gives us. Uh, of course, you've just been talking about him. Theo Walcott will be there, says that's Steve. That's true, yeah. um, Briggsy, the Cambridge uh, City fan, says you've got to get the ex-Forest keeper Hans Van Brickland there. <laughs> Definitely. Gary Trowlett, says uh, yeah, Andrew. Here. Julian Bricks, says James in Wilmslow. That's good. Um Mixer Patalinen says Chris, Excellent. the suffering Reading fan, and I'll just give you one of my own. Lord Allen, three sugars. <laughs> He's just one some, of your own. Some of the stars will be popping along. Uh, Talksport.com, text eight ten eighty nine tweet TSH and JB. I'm looking for other people to. Uh, Neil Pointer says dance, beautiful, very good dance. <laughs> Thank yeah. you for top much form this afternoon. Yeah. Um, now, in case you think the Aussies aren't taking the Ashes seriously, mm. I didn't realise this till I read it this morning. 
the you know the the difference if you don't know there's two balls in world cricket aren't there? there's the kookaburra and the dukes the dukes we use here yeah and it's it stays shiny for longer and it moves a bit more and Coley was talking about it at the end of the yeah, series yeah. and uh, it, the Sheffield Shield cricket which is their domestic competition it's going to be used for the rest of the season just for this season just for in, this season in just to get them ready summer. Okay. for our summer so um, you that? can't imagine we'd ever do that. No, I think it's about time world cricket standardised it. But you know, obviously, people. I tell you, which one? Up. Which I think you haven't got shares in one or the other. <laughs> well, company. I haven't, but That's I'd, not I'd go with the Dukes myself. But okay. uh, apparently, though, the Kookaburra reverse swings quicker than the you know. So they have pros and round yeah. cons. Maybe a little bit Very of help from technical Sam there, paper. a bit of technical cricket yeah. ball chat. Mm. Um, now, one of my favourite things <clears> in the uh, sports pages, as I've talked about over the years, is the Alex Gorry racing ad in the Star. I know you're a big fan. I am. He's the man in the know. Let's be <clears> honest. <throat> yeah. And uh, but this one today, he's, this is he always has a strap line to sort of entice you in. So he says, mm. two cracking bets given most days." Mm. What about the other days? Can I have my money back? <laughs> <laughs> Don't want your rubbish bets. That's not the way it works. Is it? You're either with Alex or you're or you're not. Make your mind up. I suppose so. Yeah. Could have got a bit eggy for some uh, Villa fans. Yeah. Who, um, when it looked as if Tammy Abraham was off to Wolves, mm. quite a lot of them took to social media. Oh and dear, and had a go him, at him. Called him all kinds. Oh, God, he don't um, do And then, of course, uh, he has decided not to go to Wolves, <laughs> but to stay with Villa to help them win back. They all got back. Oh, well done, Tammy. Thanks, mate. <laughs> yeah. You're not a Judas after all. Sorry when I said that. Yeah. So, uh, well, yeah, a little I, bit of backtracking been going on with went some on of the Villa there. fans. It's a very strange one, wasn't it, really? Mm. Well, I don't uh, know. I mean, he just maybe just didn't fancy the move and yeah, but it, wanted to wait yeah, for the so, summer. Well, Look I suppose at his so. options. Well, yeah. I mean, a lot of people think again. You know, they, he should come back to Chelsea if, yeah. if they do sell him. It looks like Morata's going to go. He's so unhappy, isn't he? Someone's going to get a good player there. No question about yeah, it. Yeah, I know. But, you know, it's not going to be Chelsea. Uh, Terry Scott wrote to uh, the Sun today. Terry Scott, exactly. Mm. He said it's a disgrace how big football clubs cheat fans and betting shop punters in the FA Cup third round. Many clubs put out virtual reserve teams. Clubs that devalue the cup should have points deducted in the league. <laughs> Honestly, I preferred it when you were with June, mate. Yeah, yeah we God. preferred your work. Preferred your work there, didn't we? That's really? very true. Matt Letizia has just uh, apparently uh, become a club ambassador for Southampton. I oh, thought yeah. surely he was already. <laughs> really? Wasn't he? Surely just by being Matt Letizia. Well, he's always and he always represents them on telly when they're on. You know, he's the analyst. I mean, that's the thing. There's a Southampton story. Call for Matt Letizia. Yeah. I mean, they've obviously just made it formal. Congratulations to him. But I couldn't believe for a minute that he wasn't already. Could you? That no. he wasn't already doing that role. I, I, I imagine thought, I absolutely assumed he was. He'll travel yeah. the world when they open their entertainment centre in yeah. China next to Manchester United. And uh, well, well done to him, though. But as I said, I, I teach people how to pronounce Ralph Hoosen Hunter's name. <laughs> <laughs> Who's Ray Ralph Hoosen. No, uh, yes, Ray called him. Ozil. No, Ray called him. Ray Parler called him Ozil. Hunter. Hunter. I don't know who Ralph Ozil Hunter is. Now, there's a new oven. Is there? Uh, Yes, a new smart oven that can tell you what food is inside it and then cook it at the right temperature. Why don't you just have a look at it through the glass? (laughs) The high-tech chips, I don't want any chips, the oven chips, in the machine give it a voice control via Alexa and Google. 
Alexa, don't burn the spuds. Does it say, it's nuggets again. <laughs> what does it say? I don't know. Okay. Why, why do you need that? You're right. You can just look at it, can't you? Mm. And uh, we, Katie Price has been in the news today, but oh, she's, yeah. got a, she's got a new idea for a TV show. Honestly, <laughs> this, this, this is the sign of the apocalypse. Uh, Katie Price plans to give birth on mm. TV for is her she? reality show, My Crazy Life. Mm. Uh, Katie wants it all filmed for her show. She thinks a pregnancy will get her fans... Back on site. Honestly, that's the most desperate news of the day, isn't it? Please yeah, don't. That's, uh, don't yeah. We don't want to see that. There may be something on the other side that <laughs> night, I think. Yeah. Um, still at the Brickland World mm. Cups. It's going to be a big uh, <laughs> hello to Sergio Agregato. Aguero, he's put in brackets. <laughs> oh, yeah, I think we knew from that. From Lincoln. We were with you on yeah. that. Nuno Espirito level is very good. <laughs> um, it's from Mark Rowland. Thank you, Mark. Mix McCarthy. I went with Muck McCarthy. Nuno Espirito level was brilliant. That's good, isn't it? Yeah. I, uh, I've written... Oh, this is a good one, Andy. From uh, Sanjay. Uh, uh, Eden Health and Safety Hazard. <laughs> very good. Very good, Sanjay. Thank you. <laughs> I've, uh, I've written to The Sun yeah. uh, about my... Ca- it's a campaign about uh, Striker. And in a very nice way, I've asked them to get more, get, get more Warbury. In there. Well, get Warbury back in the Premier League. Okay. So I'll see if it'll have an effect. Well, they have to work their way up through the pyramid. Well, I suppose They have so. to start again as a Sunday a Sunday morning. Too. Will Can't, you follow them? Because you're a bit elitist with football. Well, I'd, that, give, them, I'd give them a, a special dispensation. Would you? Yeah. <laughs> well, you can do that in a comic, can't well, you? you can, really? yeah. I suppose it's, it's not a, real it's life, an, is it? It's an awful lot easier, isn't it? Yeah, that's true. Yes, it's a shame that really what's happened to it, but what can you do? I've got a very good player-by-player guide of Burton. You know that thing where... Yeah, Pempix. Well, it's Lewis... Luke, sorry, excuse, sorry, Lucas. It's Lucas Akins. Okay. He plays for Burton, and he's given a team uh, player-by-player guide. It's always, is one of them called Rodney? Well, it's always this thing, isn't it? Uh, Bradley Collins, the goalie, he's slicked hair and always has the trendiest trainers and clothing. Yeah. His southern banter tickles the boys. Yeah, <laughs> uh, John Brafer, the defender, thirty-one, mm. genuinely nice guy. It's good. Who is cool and calm, yeah. wears bold clothes, and pulls off the look, including three-piece tweed suits. Nice, yeah. Come, you come to Cheltenham with us. Bray has an infectious thirst for knowledge. Does he? Not just an infectious <laughs> thirst. <laughs> and once tested me on f- world flags on a night out. <laughs> well, that's a good one. So. Yeah. So yeah, it it's all in, your classic bands from within the camp, yeah, isn't it? It's yeah. all the, it's the usual thing, isn't Any it? Anymore, Andy, I quite like these. Yeah. Uh, Reach Hut, Reach, <laughs> Reese Hutchinson. You can see what happened there. Yeah. Reese Hutchinson, 18. Look out for Hutch's interesting hairstyle, which has drawn comparisons with young Edmund from Blackadder. I'm sure Reese hasn't got a clue what that is. <laughs> <laughs> He's, He's 18. Great. Yeah. He's shown a great engine in his first year. Has he really? <laughs> That's good. So where did he get that from? Nick's uh, out of the yeah, car. Exactly. Um, what else have we got here? Uh, ben Turner, 30, the fines master. Nice. So you see how clubs work. Still you... the same. Basically, it's, it doesn't matter what. It's Sunday morning teams, isn't it, really? It's it the, is. the sensibilities are exactly the same. It doesn't matter what level you're at. Ben, this is what he finds people for. Mm. He uses the money for charity and good causes, which is a great thing. Uh, cutlery left on the table. Parking outside a bay or being late costs upwards of £10. Yeah. Turns has a dry humour. Turns. Which has the boys in stitches. Uh, not a place in near Barcelona. A machine, that, and he's a leader you want in the trenches. Horse racing guru boasts invaluable top flight experience. To be fair to the lads, uh, Reese Hutchinson's hair does look a bit like Edmund Blackadder. <laughs> he, he may not realise that at the moment, but oh, he has okay. what, he is gone, so he may go it back to his old series that were to made be before fair, he was born. He does look like Edmund Blackadder. Talking of uh, star councillors, though, there was yeah. a big piece in today's uh, Daily Telegraph, but in the fashion pages 
Wear it like Beckham, how David changed the way you dress. Oh, no, he didn't. From footballer to fashion week, darling, David Beckham has influenced how men in this country dress no, more than you might have. The whole point of it was that <laughs> men are much more fashion aware, the point they were making. But I'm not no, quite not. sure that uh, the writer of the piece today in the Telegraph is quite right with this. Today, down the pub, men are likely to discuss the British mill which their jackets cloth came from as they are to talk about football scores. No. No, mate. No, they're not. <laughs> they're, really, they're really not. I was in a pub before the game last night. and They I weren't didn't talking hear, Harris Tweed. I didn't hear anybody. Ron Harris Tweed. Well, that was actually Spurs only. But, uh, yeah. But, um, yeah. I, I, nobody Kicked was the talking, suit into Rosette. Nobody was talking about the British mill where they had their uh, suit made. Definitely no, not. No, they're, they're not going to be doing that. Granite Stacker, says uh, Harry Mitchell. We'll be at the uh, Britain Rouse <laughs> World Cup. All good. Brick, a somber longer, he'll be there, says Mark in Hartford. Uh, anybody else turning up? Um, the Tudor uh, football favourites, Waddle and Daub. Um, uh, Ali, thank you for that. Uh, Lee Sharp Sand on the wing, says, not my face. And Bert Groutman, of course. Bert Groutman, tremendous. Get injured while he's there. Greg, thank you, Greg, for that. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello HelloFresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from TalkSport. Good afternoon, it's Paul Hawksby and Andy Jacobs here on TalkSport. Tim Vickery joins us from Rio uh, a little bit later on in this hour and we'll be looking at some of the big stories there and indeed taking any questions you have on players you may have been linked with. Uh, with the window now open, of course, Sam Matterface joins us as well because um, he's our commentator for the game between Manchester City and Burton this evening. All the build-up, Mark Saggers, uh, from 7 o'clock for that one. And uh, you've been suggesting some of the stars that could turn up at the Bricklayers World Cup. And Steve, the Spurs fan, has got this is one really for the Brickies. Hmm. Billy Flemish Bonds. See, even no, I don't get that. One. No, okay, it's well, it's a way of laying bricks. You oh, see, so it's bizarre. very, it's it's very, very specialist. Very, te- but the brickies <laughs> yeah. were like that out there. That would play well um, at the 2019 Spec Mix Brick Layout 500 World Champions. World of Concrete. It takes place. That's huh? right. Yeah, yeah. It's all taking place. It's a huge event, and is it sport? We're asking that question, Andy. 
Of course it's competitive. It's competitive. It's physical. You, I would imagine you're doing it against either against the clock or against each other. It's absolutely sport. We're going to speak now to a sales manager from uh, SpecMix, one of the organisers of this uh, competition, and it is uh, Nick Bahobiak. Good afternoon, Nick. Good afternoon. How are you guys? Yeah, we're Great. good. Yeah, we do love an alternative world championship of anything, and so the Brick Lane, we think, certainly uh, does count. Is this so? This is a, is this the quality or is it against the clock? What's the format, mm. Nick? Well, I'll tell you, it's a little bit of both. Um, we actually have a couple of different winners. We have a champion, uh, and these guys are, are laying brick for one hour. Um, but we have a champion who's the fastest bricklayer following our quality standards, and then we have a second winner, which is our top craftsman. So we judge it two different ways. Um, but the walls themselves have several tolerances that these masons have to kind of keep within um they've got to meet certain heights and they have plumb points so you can't just pile the brick up in a big pile uh and and just uh you know make it look bad it's supposed to look the same way that does in an actual job site and then we want to see how fast you are yeah that's quite an exhaustive process to get Mm. through to the the big one isn't it i mean i'm looking at the regional heats and you're all over the country aren't you Oh, absolutely. Actually, we're all over the U.S. and Canada. Oh. Uh, we did 20, uh, 24 regionals this year in the last few years in a row, and we've been running this competition since 2003. Hmm. So it's truly the best of the best over here in North America. Um, and generally at a regional contest, it's the best Masons in, in a state or a kind of a pretty big geographic area, and they have, to, they have to get through there first, and then they practice from the regional event, which happens in the summer, up until the World of Concrete, which always happens in January. So is this a, a national championship, or, or are we talking a, a World Series? Well, it's a World Series, kind of. Uh, we we always bring in one or two international competitors. We've had several Masons from England compete uh, over the years. We've had Australian bricklayers. We've had a German uh, one time. Um, I'm sorry, the German backed out at the last minute. They got scared. Did he? Oh, <laughs> it can happen. <laughs> <laughs> we open it up, and we, we generally let we allow one or two international competitors to come in and compete if there's interest. And we kind of try to pre-qualify them by over the phone and then having them kind of practice and send us pictures and video of what they've done to make sure they, they have what it takes to compete. Yeah. You describe it as the Super Bowl of masonry, which is a good, good description. Where Does it take place indoors or, or outdoors? Outdoors, generally. Um, we've done a couple of regional competition indoors but we do it outdoors and believe it or not with all the competitions over the years hundreds of them i think we only got rained out one time <laughs> wow so well, we've been pretty lucky pretty fortunate that, that, that god smiles on on a good hard working man if you know what i mean then everybody so, went down the calf it started raining everybody <laughs> went down the calf for about four hours and they all came back presume presumably yeah, when these walls right. sorry when, when these walls are finished Enjoy. Um, are they destroyed, or you can't just leave them up? Can you be no, they're pointless. A bit pointless unless actually <laughs> putting a roof on it afterwards? Yeah. 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 So what what we do is um, the actual walls we destroy, but generally the leftover material we donate back to either training programs or Habitat for Humanity or some of these these things where they can get reused and, and put to good use. Like the president's address last night. I mean, many of your competitors uh, could have use for their skills, couldn't they, uh, Nick? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, 
you keep hearing the president talk about his wall, and if we put some of these guys to work, they probably have it built in about a week. <laughs> That's a, good. They can have to hold it on the Mexican border next year, no doubt. Uh, <laughs> last year's winner in 2018, David Chavez, uh, his brick count, if you'll pardon the expression, yeah. was 696. Was it 98? Yes. Yeah, 698. That's, uh, that, that is presumably how many bricks he put into the wall. Well, it's, it's, you know, I don't remember exactly if that's exactly how many brick you put in, but how the competition works mm. is the Masons will lay their brick, and then there's several quality criteria. The joints have to be a certain thickness to meet tolerance. You know, like I said, there's heights they have to meet. There's plumb points. There's Each brick has to be laid relatively flat, and we've got digital levels to check every brick laid. And if they, if they fail to meet these criteria, what we do is we start deducting from their brick count. Mm. So depending on what it is, they might lose 25 brick, 50 brick, 100 brick from their brick count. That's how we keep them making the wall look nice. So um, I don't remember if David actually had a deduction, but um, generally our craftsmanship winner doesn't have any. Wow. Okay. Um, Prizes are fantastic as well, aren't they, Nick? I mean, you, they, the winner gets a fan- Tell us uh, what they win. Oh, it's, it's crazy. Uh, one of our major sponsors is Ford Motor Company. Mm-hmm. And so their commercial division gives away a really nice brand-new Ford pickup truck. It's worth fifty-five dollars or a better $1,000. Plus, every one of our sponsors uh, d- donates cash and or prizes. So the winners walk away with, we give away better part of $100,000 worth of stuff every year. Oh, wow. um, and it's not just the bricklaying. We have we have we actually have a tenders competition where the the, the hot carrier or the, the the brickies helper, if you will, hmm. uh, gets to set up the work area, and we time that as well. And that's really kind of fun. That those guys sweat and they, they move really fast, so they win some money too. And um, and at that Las Vegas, there's actually a block competition and a masonry skills or an apprenticeship competition all happen on the same day. Wow. It's all good. It's like the NFL. Each uh, contest is 60 minutes, yeah. uh, followed by a five-minute rest period and 20 minutes of tooling. I wow. don't know what that is. Wow. Yes. Yeah, tell us, Nick. What is the t- what is the tooling aspect of it? Yeah, so during the during the one hour of bricklaying, they're just laying brick. They're just they're just spreading mortar along the wall and laying the brick. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's not finished. And okay. then what we do is after we let them rest for a little bit, um, not very long, but a little bit. They then take, um, it's called a striking iron or a joiner and a brush, and they're able to go back and fill in any voids that they might have in the wall and then actually tool the joint so it looks like a finished wall on an actual job site. So it, it looks really nice when they're done, almost like it would on a, on a real building. So it takes place um, tw- uh, 23rd of January, 23rd of Wednesday January. the 23rd. And do you have a, is there anybody who's kind of seen as a favorite at the moment, Nick? Is there, is there kind of... Uh, any betting on well, this? There's, yeah, there's a lot. I mean, our returning champion, David Chavez, is going to have a, a very, very real chance of, of repeating, I think. Mm-hmm. He's been practicing and, and doing a lot of things. So I put my money on the returning champ. I usually do. But there are several uh, really good Masons. And since we've kind of tightened up our rules, I can tell you this. When we first started this competition back in 2003, we were happy the first year just to get enough people to put on a competition. And then it slowly grew. And our rules are really loose. We actually had a mason one time lay 911 brick in an hour uh, and win. And then we tightened up our rules. So now what happens with the rules being as tight as they are and the the quality standards as strong as they are, Mm. it seems like every year the winner is right at about 700 brick. Uh, And there's several of them. So it's going to come down to just a few brick. 
one way or the other. We actually had to come up with a tiebreaker rule just in case these guys tie. Um, so it's almost anybody's game. There's probably six, seven guys that have a real strong chance well, at that, repeating. Uh, this, Fred Campbell is a guy that comes to mind. He's won twice already. Well, let's hope it all goes well for you, Nick. And um, let's hope we can get a British champion over there one day to uh, to yeah, uh, fly the we've Union Jack. Guys, to practice. Yeah, that's it. We've got to get them to practice up. We will. Okay. Well, now the word's out here in the UK now, so uh, expect a few entries from the UK next year. Good to talk to you, Nick. Thanks very much. Thank you very much. Uh, Nick Blahoviak there from uh, Spec Mix. They're the people behind the World Bricklaying Championships, Andy. We must do a show from there. Failure to meet any of the height points within the tolerance laid out will result in a 100 brick deduction. Wow. Well, you don't want the that. last thing you want in sport, isn't it? <laughs> you don't want that. They must, the crowd must be chanting, build that wall. Build that must be. <laughs> That's you know, yeah, probably are, it's, it's in the psyche at the moment, isn't it, really? <laughs> So there we are. Everything you need to know about uh, the Brick Lang World Championship. Some of the stars that could still turn up. Uh, Slab and Billich, says uh, Dave, I on earlier. Yeah. Uh, Gripfield Neville, says Nick from Montreal. And we've got another health and safety inspector, Andre Flo, says uh, Scottish <laughs> Cafu. Uh, this nice one, uh, Victor Lintelof. It's getting more builders now. <laughs> Drystone Wally Downs, says AJ in <laughs> Lancashire. <laughs> And um, what else have we got? Uh, I think that's it, really, isn't it? Um, yes. So thank you for all of those. I think we probably exhausted yeah, I think we've this afternoon. That, yeah. We've uh, had a few stars turn up at the World Bricklaying Championship. <laughs> we've milked it basically as much as we possibly could. You've been listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hear the guys every weekday between 1 and 4 p.m. on TalkSport. There we are. That was this afternoon's show. We return tomorrow mm. with um, Tom Carriage. Very good. Top chef. Yeah. Got a new book out. He likes his football. Um, Arlo Hanlon, of course, fine actor. Brilliant. Death in Paradise. Is, that's a great gig for an actor, oh, isn't I lo- it? I love that show. And uh, we'll have a chat with Arlo Hanlon. And uh, lot of new book about uh, the world of top-level football. We'll be chatting to the authors of that. So until then, have a fine evening. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavourless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.